This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. I say Happy New Year to all of you guys. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I, I tell you, the best is yet to come. God has a lot of wonderful things. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit, you know, considering his ways, considering his ways and how his ways impact our ways and what it will do for 2023, you know. So let's consider God's ways as we study our lesson here today. And considering his ways, also, you know, meditating on his word. Those things all go together. And it's, it's really not natural to think like God thinks. It's, it's not a natural process. It's a supernatural process to think the way God thinks. So let's look, if we could, to uh, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Hear what God said. He said his thoughts, he didn't just adapt our thoughts and start thinking the way we do. You know, that's just not the way it has happened. God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. But we can learn God's ways. We can learn his ways and we can learn his thoughts if we want to, but it is a choice that we will will make. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, people just think differently than the way God thinks. And if you remember Peter, and he was telling Jesus not to go to Jerusalem, you know, they're not going to treat you nice over there, and this, that, and another. And, uh, you know, Peter was not thinking the way that Jesus was thinking, you know, and and Jesus responded. Listen to what Jesus said to Peter. In Matthew 16, verse 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. Now, he really wasn't talking to Peter, but it looked like it. He was talking to the influence behind what Peter was saying, his actions. And have you ever thought that your words and actions are not originated from you? It is either originated from God or the devil, you know, the things that we would say and that we would do. And Jesus turned and said to Peter, get Get behind behind me, me, Satan. Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. So as we launch into the new year, we don't want to have in our mind just the things of man. That we're impacted and affected only by the news and the things that's going on around about us. But what's God saying to us? What's he He's speaking to us and he surely will speak very loud and clear to us if we'll give him time to hear What he is saying, you know, he will dynamically impact our lives. Colossians 3 verse 2, this is in the New International Version, says, Set your minds on things above. On things above. This is a choice. You're going to set your mind on things above or you're going to set your mind on things below. You know, that's what he's telling us here. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Then in the New Living Translation, it says, Let heaven fill your thoughts. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not think only about things down here on earth. Don't let just the worldly, earthly things control us. We have so much more available to us, genuinely, if we'll accept those things. You know, the scripture tells us in Deuteronomy 28, where God says, I set before you, you know, life and death. I set before you blessings and curses, you know, and and we have to make a choice. Do we choose life or death? Do we choose blessings? Do we choose curses? It's a choice. He says, I set before you life and death, blessings and curses. And then he actually tells us what to do. He says, choose life that you and your seed, your children may live is, is what he tells us. 
Amos chapter 4, verse 13 says, He who forms the mountains creates the wind and reveals his thoughts to man. So he who forms the mountains, he who creates the wind, it says he reveals his thoughts to man. God is ever attempting to reveal his thoughts so we can have his thoughts. He's always trying to reveal his thoughts to mankind, men and women. He's always attempting to reveal his thoughts. So we can think the way that God thinks. That's what he's attempting to do. But we'll make a choice whether we, you know, receive his thoughts and begin to think like him or not. He who turns dawn into darkness and treads the high places of the earth. The Lord God Almighty is his name. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16. Well, Papa God, we just, we hear an emergency vehicle off in the distance. And we don't know what's going on, but. Maybe somebody's in need who we know. And we ask that you'd help those who are responding. Help them to get there in time and be able to offer them great help and draw them all closer to you. Lord, you're always nearby and you always offer us help when we ask. So bless those in need we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16 in the Amplified Classic version says for this I'm sorry for who has known or understood the mind the counsels and purposes of the Lord so as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge you know but the scripture goes on and makes a very powerful statement it says but we have the mind of Christ the Messiah we have the mind of Christ but it's because we've made a choice you know and we we've learned Christ's ways and we, we we have his mind right here in this book and he tells us we have the mind of Christ the Messiah and do hold the thoughts we hold those thoughts the feelings and purposes of his heart it's a choice that we have made to think the way he thinks to have the thoughts that he has and the feelings and the emotions We've uh, adopted that as our very own, you know, because we can learn the mind of Christ. You know, we, we didn't start life originally that way. We had to learn his mind and uh, adopt it as our, our very own. And if you have the mind of Christ, you'll also have the mouth of Christ. Think about that for a moment. If you're thinking the way Christ thinks, you can speak the way Christ spoke. The scripture tells us out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth will speak. So if we have the mind of Christ, we can and will speak, you know, of the words of Christ. That's just the way it is. Now, worrying and meditation are the same thing. Think about this for just a moment. Worrying is meditating in a negative way. But that's what meditation, you're just thinking about it. You know, you're just thinking about it over and over and pondering it and chewing on that, you know. And uh, only gold that is dug out of a mine enriches us. You know, if, if the gold stays down in the earth, does it enrich you? No. And if God's word stays in a book, it won't enrich us either. But if we'll dig the treasures and the promises out of his book, those things will enrich us. You know, it's the scripture that that we can meditate upon, that we have dug out and we can chew on and becomes ours that will enrich us. And I think we all would like to go into the year 2023 enriched, you know, and, and learning how to continue to dig out The riches of the almighty God. Listen to what it says here in John chapter 8 verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. He's talking to believers here. If you continue in my word. And the word if is a conditional word. If you do this, this is going to happen. If you do something different, some difference is going to happen. This word if is a conditional word. 
Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, If you continue in my word, Then are you my disciples. You're disciplined ones. If you continue in my word, he says, then you're my disciple. You're, you're a, a disciplined one, you know. And um, we want to be a disciplined one. We, we, we genuinely do. Are you familiar with a, a scripture that talks about you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Would you like to be walking in freedom in the year 2023? Not, not being uh, afraid and having fear, you know, control your life and anxiety and worry controlling your life. You, you'd like to be free and all. And he says, you'll know the truth. You'll know the truth. Verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free from everything that could bind us. You know, now, what if I told you that a couple years ago, someone came to our property and helped us work in the garden. And they lost the ring. And the ring had a big old chunk of glass on it. Or glass. Diamond. Had a diamond on it. Big old diamond on that thing. And uh, it was worth, from what I understand, around $5,000. And everybody looked and looked and looked and it was never found. How would you feel if we invited you to come over and take a pick or a shovel or something and dig up my garden for the springtime? <laughs> and if you find it, you get to keep the, the, the ring. That'd be all. That'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I said a while ago, I said, what if I told you that? Well, that is not true. It didn't really happen. But I wanted you to understand if you're going to find something, you got to keep doing some digging. You got to continue to dig in God's word. If you want to find that which really will enrich you in every area of your life, that which will enrich us is found in that book and we can have it, you know, and there's much that will enrich you in that book as we launch out into this new year. In Psalms 45 verse 1 in the Message Bible, it says, My heart bursts its banks. And talking about our heart, it's like there's a river. You know, and, and it gushes over. It bursts over the banks. It's what it's talking about here. My heart bursts its banks. Spilling beauty and goodness. I pour it out in a poem to the king. Shaping the river into words. Now let's read that same verse. Psalms 45 verse 1 out of the, in the New King James Bible. My heart is overflowing. My, my heart is overflowing. It's gushing, if you would. It's, it's this river, again, that's overflowing. It's gushing out of its banks. My heart is overflowing. With a good theme. With what? A good theme. My heart is overflowing with a good theme. Think about this for a moment. Is, is your heart overflowing with a good theme? Think, think about what, what a good theme would be, you know? And he goes on to say, I recite my composition. And in the other translations, it talks about I recite a poem. And often poems are put to, to music and things like that, you know. It says, I recite my composition. Concerning the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Ready to write. A story or a song, you know, because I have a good theme. That's what he was talking about here. He says, <clears throat> my heart is overflowing with a good theme. And I want to challenge you to overflow with a good theme this year. 2023, let this year be the year that you overflow. Every day of your life, you overflow with a good theme. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 says, brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance. You can tell what's in a person's heart if you hang around for just a little bit. You'll hear what they're talking about. And the Bible says out of the abundance, out of the abundance, what's in the heart, your mouth is going to speak. 
And whatever is in your heart, you will speak about. That's the way to tell what's in your heart is what is it that comes out of your mouth. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak. Idle word. A careless word. A, a word that's not necessarily evil, but it's not necessarily good either. Where it could have been encouraging, it's not. Just an idle word, just chit-chat, just conversation, just talk, you know. And he says right here. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. We will give account of every, it may not be profane, it may not be a dirty joke, but it's just idle, it's, it's, it's careless, it's pretty lifeless, it has no encouraging or redemptive abilities about it. God says all of those careless words that we say, we will give account to him for them one day. And in the new year that's ahead of us, we should really genuinely repent of all the idle words that we've ever spoken. And we don't want the consequences of those to carry on into a new year. Just ask God to forgive us for every idle word that we have said and set us free from the past. That's, that's what we're talking about. For by your words you will be justified. And the word justified means just if I'd never sinned. By our good words we will be justified. That's not an idle word. That's a very positive, a godly uh, you know, God's word. And by your words, you will be condemned. You know, by your words, you can be just as if you never sinned or you can be guilty. You know, even guilty of death. Just just by our words that they, they, they condemn us, you know. John chapter 15, verse 7 says, if... And there's that word. It's conditional again. If you do this, something's going to happen. If you do that, something different is going to happen. If you abide in me... And this right here, Jesus is talking to every one of you guys who are here. He says, if you abide in him, if you settle down and make your home in Christ. He says, if you abide, if you settle down and make your home with me and my words abide in you and, and my words settle down and make their home in you. There's two things. If you abide in me in a close relationship with me. And my word abides in you. That, that's what he's saying here. If this happens, you know, and that's what we're reading about over in John 8, 31. It says, continue in my words. You, you know, the truth to set you free. But he's saying, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. That's a guaranteed answer to your prayer if you settle down and have a close relationship with Jesus in you you have this awesome relationship and you settle down and you've agreed to allow his word to settle down and be at home in your heart he said then you can ask whatever you want it's going to be done so guaranteed answered prayer can you just read this verse Again, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Hmm. You know, if your heart is overflowing with a good theme, that's what we read in Psalms 45 a while ago. Mm -hmm. If your heart is overflowing with a good theme, that's not idle. That, that, that's a word that, you know, if you've got a good theme going on here, that came from God's word. And he tells us over here in Philippians, you know, chapter 4, verse 8, about some good themes to have. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true. Whatever is true, that's a good theme. Whatever things are noble. That's a good theme. Whatever things are just. A good theme. Whatever things are pure. Oh, a wonderful theme. Whatever things are lovely. A good theme. Whatever things are of good report. That's good theme. If there is any virtue. If there's any virtue, if there's any good uh, qualities, advantages, or benefits he's talking about, 
If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, it's, it's worth praising. So he's talking about meditate on these things. Meditate on these good themes. That's what he's telling us to meditate on these good themes. And uh, let me see here if I can find that verse again. <laughs> he says, "My heart is overflowing with a good theme." My heart is overflowing with a good theme. I recite my composition, you know, concerning the king, and my tongue is the pen of a, a ready writer. Is your heart overflowing with a, a good theme? As we launch out into 2023, I know I've already said it, but I'd like to challenge you again. Allow your heart to overflow, not with idle words. But allow your heart to overflow with a good theme. And you're going to find that good theme in this book. You'll find many areas that will encourage it and inspire a good theme. It's just the way it is. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, For as he... As he... And this is all about mankind. It includes women as well as men. It says, As he... Thinks in his heart, so is he. So if you think... Well, I'm, I'm just defeated. I'm a failure. I'm going to do really lousy this coming year. I'm going to lose all my friends. I'm going to probably go bankrupt. You know, uh, is that the way you're thinking about this year already? No. The scripture says, for as he thinks or she thinks in his heart, so is he. If you think, well, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can when you meditate on passages like that and you meditate on a good theme, not failure, you know, not defeat, not worry and, and fear and anxiety and all those things. But if, if you'll think in your heart that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And there's a lot of a lot of good themes right here in this book. Aren't they some wonderful themes here? And we have read them and studied them and are studying them today, to be honest with you. And we all meditate. We meditate every day, you know. It's what you think about, you know. What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about good or are you thinking about evil? You know, that meditation is that, that pondering and dwelling on and thinking about these things. And that will set the stage for a fantastic year and I made this statement so many times but it, it holds so true for this year that's set before us the best is yet to come and as a man or a woman thinks in his heart so will you be is the best yet to come yes. for the rest of the day and tomorrow and the rest of this week yes. and the rest of this month and, and this year is, is the best yet to come for you yes. as a man thinketh in his heart so is he as a woman thinks in his heart so is she, that's what the scripture tells us. Now, you know, Moses, he gave some instruction to a man by the name of Joshua. And uh, he was to lead several millions of people that, that Moses was passing over to Joshua. And these people had a memory, uh, you know, a, a history. These people had a, a history of murmuring and rebelling and complaining. And, and you know... Joshua was going to have to lead them. Now, how would you go into that? If you're going to have to lead people like this, what are you going to be thinking about? How are you going to deal with that? Well, let's look and see what the scripture says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 7, 8, and 9. Only be thou strong. Be strong. And very courageous. Courageous, you know. That thou mayest observe to do. Now, be strong and be very courageous that you may... Observe with the purpose of doing according to all the law. And that's a good theme. To the, 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 the word of God is a very good theme. And he says, be strong and courageous and, and that, that you may observe so you can do all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. And then he goes on to say... Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper. If you want to prosper, don't turn from a good theme. 
Don't turn to the right and don't turn to the left. You know, uh, observe to do what's in my law. Be strong and courageous and observe to do what's in my book. And he says that you may, what? Prosper whithersoever thou goest. Now, what percentage is whithersoever thou goest? 100%. You don't really read it that way very often, do you? Mm-mm, you know? But he says, observe, you know, to do according to all the law, you know, and, and, and if you don't turn left or you don't turn right and you observe to do this, he says, that you may prosper whithersoever thou goest. Are, are, are you right now, today already and for tomorrow, are you focusing on a good theme? A good theme, yeah, the, the best is yet to come. And all the promises that are in God's word, I mean, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And, and on and on and on and on and, and think about those things and dwell on those things and how they impact your life, you know. We should, we should really dwell on a good theme for 2023. We, we should have a good theme, and that good theme can continue to expand as, as we unearth more uh, treasures right here. Verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. That, that means, it don't mean it shouldn't come out of your mouth, but it shouldn't stop coming out of your mouth. The words that I give you, you speak them, you pray them, you sing them, you teach them, you talk about them. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. It will continue. And he says, but thou shalt meditate. He didn't say you might, but he says, but thou shalt meditate. Now, let me give you the definition of meditate. Meditation, it means to ponder, to study, to murmur. In pleasure. You know, to murmur in pleasure, to mutter, to talk aloud to oneself. You ever talk to yourself? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. You do too. I hear you. Well, we're amongst familiar kinds of people. They talk to themselves as well. That's right. But it says here to mutter, meditation means to talk aloud to oneself. To imagine, to fix your mind on the word, to dwell on it, weighing it and rolling it around in the mind, viewing it from all angles, to daydream the word of God, thinking with a view of doing. And it says here, would you read verse 8 once again? Mm -hmm. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. You shall meditate day and night. And night, you know, and and this sets up the basis for our daily and our, our lifelong plans as we're meditating day and night upon, you know, uh, a, a good theme, which is from God's word. It sets things into motion, uh, the plans for our life for for better day by day by day, week and month and year, you know, therein day and night, it says that thou mayest observe to do according to. All. And what percentage is all? 100%. So we can meditate day and night, so we'll be able to observe to do according to all that is written therein. Can I ask you a question before mm-hmm. we go further? How is biblical meditation, what we're talking about here, how is it different from the kind of meditation that we hear about? I've read and studied realm? the topic of all kinds of meditation and most meditations that are not biblical meditations is to get you to meditate and become one with nothingness. <laughs> Who wants to really become one with nothingness? You know? No, we want to become one with God and with His Word that enriches us and He promises that we'll prosper and we shall succeed. You meditate upon His Word. That's the difference. And that... That other other types of meditation often it, it's empty in yourself, and but you this become, is talking about becoming full, filling yourself up, filling yourself up with what you need to be thinking about and pondering about. That's there's a huge difference, and it says if we 
meditate therein day and night, thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. prosperous. And then, then, then after you have meditated, you know, and, and, and you've observed so you can do, so you can meditate day and night. You shall make your way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. You, you talk the word, you know. You, you meditate on the word. You, you, you do the word, and that equals success. It says, and then thou shalt have good success. Thou shalt have good success. And I think you want to have good success for 2023. Yes. You know, regardless of who you are and what you're involved with, I think you want to seed, you know, and all that happens in your life. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not not be be afraid, afraid, nor be dismayed. That means don't be discouraged. Don't be troubled. That's what dismayed is talking about here. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And what percentage is that wherever you go? 100%. 100%. The Lord is with you 100% wherever you go. And you meditate upon his word. And he says you're going to have good success and you're going to prosper. And you observe the things so you can do what God wants you to do. And he enriches you and he blesses you in so, so many ways. There's a song we remember last night in the midst of the service. We hadn't sung it in years And we kind of got a little bit mixed up about it. But somebody sent it to us and we straightened it out and got it right this morning. So maybe. We'll see. Maybe. maybe. (laughs) And it goes, be bold. Be bold. Be strong. Be strong. For the Lord Lord thy God is with thee. Be bold. Be bold. Be strong. Be strong. For For the Lord Lord thy God is with thee. I am not afraid. No way. I am not dismayed. No way. Dismayed. 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 No way, because I'm walking walking in faith and victory. Come on and walk in faith and victory. For the Lord, thy God is with thee. I think we got to sing it again. We messed it up. We'll we'll do it another day, you know. (laughs) They're going to learn it too. But you know what? He, He challenges us to be strong, He challenges us to be courageous. Yeah. And he challenges us, us to observe that we might do what is in his word. All his promises so we can meditate upon them. Then he says, after you have done all these things, then he says, you, you can prosper and you can have good success. Yeah. And we just need to have a good theme going on inside of us. The devil would always try to get us on a negative theme, you know, but that's not what God wants. And I think the way that we can remember to do that too is knowing that the Lord our God is with us wherever we go. He absolutely is. That's huge. You know, it's a good idea to meditate 10 minutes a day. And it's a good idea to meditate one day a month. But though it's a good idea, it's not God's idea. God says, meditate day and night, then thou shalt have good success. In what? Whithersoever thou goest, you'll have good success in your marriage. And you'll have good success in raising your, your children, your, your, your career and your finances. And, and uh, you know, all the things that have to do with our goals and our dreams will have good success. It will do what he says. And yeah, meditating 10 minutes a day or one day a month, that's, that's just human ideas. The Bible says meditate upon his word day and night. It transforms us. It enriches us. It, it empowers us. It's a miracle working power that God has shared with us. You know, someone once said that it's easier to walk six miles to hear a sermon than to spend 15 minutes meditating on it when you get home. Did you know, if, I, I think there's some truth to that. It's easier to hear a sermon than to put it into operation. As you meditate, meditation is, is like prayer. I don't know if you understood this or not before, but prayer, when you learn to pray the word, the kind of prayers that get answered, it's work, hard work. 
So when someone asks us to pray for them, they, they don't understand how much hard work they've asked us to do. And we do it. And miracles come about by hard work. And meditating upon God's word, it's hard work. You've made a choice what you're going to think about and what you're going to ponder over and, and mull over in your heart and your mind, you know. But it's hard work. It, it genuinely is, you know. The lost art of the 20th century is biblical meditation. There's a lot of other worldly kind of meditations that's really dangerous for you, if anything, to be honest, you know. But meditation is, is disciplined thought. Disciplined thought. Now, we love discipline, don't we? <laughs> that told me right there. Ha, 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 ha. It says, no, we don't really love discipline. We don't like to be disciplined in what we eat, what we drink, or what we do, or what we say. We're not really pro. But you know what? A, a disciple. So I'm talking about as a disciplined one. And meditation is disciplined thought. And we discipline our thoughts. We, we make a choice. I'm going to think this away. You know, here in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15. Meditate on these things. Meditate. Revolving around in your mind. Meditate on these things. Give yourself Entirely. Now, now, hold on a second here. What percentage is entirely? 100%. 100%. And it says here, meditate on these things and give yourself 100% entirely to them that your progress may be evident to that, all. That your progress is going to become evident, plain and clear. It's going to be seen and recognized by all. That's what he's talking about here. Take heed. Take heed means pay attention. To, you know, take heed. To yourself and to the doctrine. And, and, and to the doctrine, God's principles, you know, that are uh, very easily discovered if you do a little bit of digging right here. He says, take heed to yourselves and to the doctrine. Continue in them. Continue. Don't just start the process, but continue in his promises continue in this good theme. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. And you know, when you discover God's theme of salvation and forgiveness, it brings salvation to us. And when you share these principles with other people, it brings salvation to them. You know, uh, I told you I spent a... Uh, well, less than a week in the hospital with my brother who was having a triple bypass. And uh, if you ask him, he said, we had a great time together. We really did. We had nurses and doctors coming in all the time and chatting with us and all. And there was this one RN. It was a guy. And he, he ran that floor. And he ran that desk and all the nurses and all who was there. And he came in. And I have this little card trick and this little coin trick that I share and it opens up the door to share the gospel. And I shared it with him. And he was absolutely blown away. He was amazed. And then he said, listen, before the day is over, could you go and share that message with all of my nurses at the desk up there? And I'm going like, usually people tell you not to go and do stuff like that. It's like, you got it, man. And we did, you know. And... <laughs> You know, you share the good news with people. People receive Christ and, and they receive forgiveness and, and, and they have a, a new life and all. And that's what this here is talking about. He says, uh, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them for in doing this, taking heed to it, you know, paying attention to it, learning what it is, sharing it. It, it says this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Salvation comes from this good theme. Salvation comes to us through this good theme. And it, it comes to other people through this really, really good theme. Now, there are many, you know, little things. Can I share something? Yes, you may. 
You know, this week, I, I, I don't really, I don't watch the news, and I just read headlines, and if something piques my interest, I may dig a little bit further, but usually I don't. But there's been one theme this week in the news about a young man. Anybody know his name? Yes. And he had, I, I think, cardiac, he experienced cardiac arrest during the middle of a game. And uh, it, all his team members and everybody in the stands prayed for him. If it's my understanding, I watched a news clip of, I think, one of the commentators uh, of, from ESPN or somewhere actually said, you know, we always hear, you know, kind of keep so-and-so in your thoughts and prayers. We need to pray now for him. I want to lead us in prayer. And prayed on the national TV, you know, prayed for this young man. And, you know... To me, that's a miracle for 2023 to start off that way because usually that guy would have been fired, you know, and ridiculed and condemned for taking a stand and praying publicly for someone. But instead, everybody got in agreement with him and have continued to pray and, and, and we are, his progress is being evident to all. And this is a young man who has been bold in his faith. He, I think he marks crosses on, you know, uh, with the black stuff, <laughs> you know, when he plays a game that he, he knows Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And, and all of a sudden, through this tragedy, God is turning it into a triumph, you know, of, of shining the spotlight on a young man who is a believer. And, and, and the whole nation, I'm thinking probably the whole world, is observing what God is doing and raising him back up again, but also on the faith of this young man. And I believe that, you know, even things like this are seeds of revival in our world and that God will begin more and more to spotlight people, you know, that have that simple faith and trust in him that all of a sudden, whether it's through tragedy to triumph or whatever it is, that God is going to bring into focus people whose faith is real and that, that the, the progress of their faith and of people joining together in prayer will, will be evident to all. That's, and, and that, you know, that, to me, that's amazing. I agree. You know, it really is. And, and that as we meditate on God's word, that there's no limit to what God can do. That's the way we consider his ways. We read them, we talk about them, we meditate upon them, you know, we observe them so we can do them. And then he says, you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. You're going to be prosperous. You know, you're going to succeed in all that, that you put your hand to. That's what he tells us. And what a way to start a new year mm-hmm. with such a good theme. And this whole book here is a good theme. And there's Many, many little things, we can call them rats, that will try to gnaw away every good thing in your life for 2023. The the devil, the Bible says he comes to do what? Kill, steal, and destroy. And there's these little rats that will try to gnaw away any good thing, any good thoughts, you know, any good thing you meditate upon. I remember reading about many years ago about a guy who was... An older style of plane that just had a, what they called a tail dragger. It had one little wheel there and two wheels out here. It just would fly one person in there. And this guy got in his plane and he took off there, you know, with that one little stick there in the front there. And as he got up there and he was on his journey, he heard the distinct gnawing of a, a rat on his cables. And these cables held his flaps and his rudder. It controlled the airplane. And he was very nervous when he heard this distinct gnawing of a rodent on his cables there. You know, and then he remembered something he'd learned in school, you know, many years before, that rodents could not live at high altitudes. And so he pointed his airplane upward and he began to climb and, and gain altitude and more altitude and more altitude and more altitude and more altitude until the gnawing stopped. Then he leveled off and he flew and went on about his business, went to where he was going, and as soon as he landed his plane, 
He began a search in his plane and he found a dead rat. Now the scripture tells us to seek those things that are above. You know, not just the earthly things. Set our affections on things above and, you know, have a mind that's focused on above, on a higher altitude. And we want to kill the rats that would try to gnaw away anything that's good in our life. That's what the devil tries to do for us. You know, he tries to to make a scratch, you know. But if we just keep our eyes on things above and not on things of this earth, set our affections up there, you know, and continue to gain spiritual attitude. Observe so we can do what he says in his word. And as we meditate upon his word, then he says we're going to have good success and we're going to prosper in everything that we do. That's, that's what he's talking about, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Psalms 119 verse 97 says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. How I love your law is my meditation all the day and night. What, what we have learned about, you know. And I, I know our, our time is getting close to being up. But I want to challenge you. Um, I'm going to reward one of you guys with 500 bucks. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. I'm just going to ask you to do one thing. And the first person who would memorize Psalms 119. It's a long one. The longest. It's 170-something verses. Hang on before you start going negative on me here. I offered this about 20 years ago. And it was a teenager. I think she was about 16 you know, years old or something. I offered it to the whole church. And she memorized the whole thing. And at the end of the service, you know, everybody who wanted to hear it, they stayed in the, in the service. And we listened for 20 minutes and we read along with her. We read quietly as she quoted because Psalms 119 is full of the word. Almost every verse there is about the word and the precepts and the statutes and all of God's word. You know, that word if I hid my heart that I might not sin against you, thee is, is found there. And that I might not wander from thee. There's just so many wonderful, wonderful passages in Psalms 119. And, uh, you know, uh, if that's next week or if it's two weeks away, whatever it takes, first person who memorizes Psalms 119, we're going to give him 500 bucks. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Now... The 500 bucks would be an incentive and somewhat of a reward, but the best reward you're going to get is by knowing Psalms 119. It will enrich you in unbelievable ways. And Susan and I have people still come to us from time to time and say, I know, I know uh, half of the 119 Psalm. That, that's almost 100 verses. Some of us say, well, I know these verses here. Or I learned three quarters of it way back then. They didn't win the 500 bucks, but what they did get enriched them more than 500 bucks would have mm-hmm. enriched them. Yeah. It's a phenomenal chapter. Psalms 119. Powerful words there. You know, it's a good theme. It genuinely is. And it will enrich your life in unbelievable kind of ways. But you've got two groups of people that have a little bit of a head start because they... Saturday night, we already told them. And and this Nine o'clock. But the Saturday night people just probably went home and slept, you know, so they (laughs) hadn't had too much of a head start. You know, and we might think about it, if we get two people that's really close together, maybe it'd be worth to giving both of those people 500 bucks. What do you think? Yep. Are you going to work on it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I will too. I'm telling you, God's word, it genuinely transforms us and our families and our jobs and our career and our community. God's word. Faith comes by hearing God's word. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. And hope, the definition of hope is? 
Confident expectation for the future. We have our future a whole year in front of us. We need to be hope-filled. A confident expectation for the future. And that's me, excuse me, that's me and women who are full of faith. Do you have anything else? That's it. Well, what I would like us to do right now, as we're launching into a brand new year, I'd like to just to re- reaffirm our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him, maybe you can declare your faith for the very first time along with us, whether you're in this building or whether you're watching online. But would you, you know, just close your eyes and put your focus on Almighty God and let's declare our faith to the Lord Jesus Christ here on this day as we launch into a brand new year. So would you pray with me out loud? Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. I believe that you love me. And that's why you sent your son Jesus. And that's why you sent your son Jesus. I believe that he gave his life for me on the cross. I believe he gave his life for me on the cross. And then he rose from the dead. And then he rose from the dead. And he's knocking at the door of my heart. And he's knocking at the door of my heart. And I so willingly open that door. And I so willingly open that door. And I welcome Jesus into my heart. And I welcome Jesus into my heart. Into every area of my life. Into every area of my life. As my Savior. As my Savior. My Lord. My Lord. And my soon coming King. And my soon coming King. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your thoughts. Teach me your thoughts. Teach me to meditate upon those. Teach me to meditate on those. That I may prosper. That I may prosper. And have good success. And have good success. In every area of my life. In every area of my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen.